Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carissa, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass, and I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hey, y'all. I'm Carista, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Love Always Self. We have a very special guest with us today, Carolyn Horn. She is... Hello, Carolyn. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for being here. You are an Akashic record reader whom actually premiered her services through Thomas Miller's fun astrology podcast, which is actually how we were introduced. So uh, very, very thankful for that connection, a uh, beautiful place to make that connection. She has performed readings for hundreds of clients, including both myself and Shira. In between her full nine to five job and giving readings, she is also working on her own Oracle card deck, which I'm very intrigued about. Uh, We've invited her here today so she can share with you all about the Akashic Records. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Carolyn. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys again. I know, and it's great to see you again. Now we, like I said, initially met, I believe it was fall of 2020. Uh, you had just announced that you wanted to start practicing so that you could get, uh, a better or create a better relationship with the Akashic records. So wanted to ask you to first, um, let us know, like, what are the Akashic records and how are they used? Sure. So, um, the Akashic records have really, uh, well, Akasha stands for primordial substance or primary substance. So it's basically like the ether it's the Akasha is everything and it's everywhere. Um, so the Akashic records are basically like a storehouse of information, kind of like, a, um, an imprint, an electromagnetic imprint of all the energy within the universe. So all of the souls and all of their lives and all of the um, thoughts and all of the experiences and all of the ideas that have happened throughout history, that the energy of those thoughts, ideas, actions are imprinted into the Akasha or into the Akashic records. Um, So each soul for every lifetime that you lived and all of the thoughts, experiences, ideas have an imprint within the Akashic Records. So the an Akashic Records reader will open up a client's records and tap into those records to 
gather information. Um, within the records, there are masters, teachers, and loved ones who relay the, who kind of communicate the records back to us. Um, yeah, I hope that explains it well enough. <laughs> I love that. So it, uh, what I'm imagining is almost like the internet and the computer is like the guide communicating the information to you, like seeing it on the screen. Yes. It's kind of like that, except, um, when we talk about seeing <laughs> in quotation marks, seeing, uh, it's more seeing with like your third eye versus your eyeballs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sense. So like more mental Absolutely. imagery. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, the Akashic records, uh, uh, how do you say this? Uh, so like we have vocal cords, so we speak and we hear each other because we have ears. Right. but they are energy. So that information comes through in an energetic way and um, gets filtered through your, into your energy. So it's a, um, uh, like a telephone cord of energy. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just a connection, like an energetic connection to your soul's history. Yes. Well, I, I would say it's usually that connection to the uh, being that I am working with that is uh, providing me the information, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like there's, like I said, there's lords and masters and teachers and like the Lord, <laughs> we're going to get really deep now. The lords are kind of the ones that determine which information you're allowed to have. And then it gets passed to the master or the teacher and then they, or the guide, and then they give the information to you through that energetic path. So you can get it directly from the Lord's. I, I feel like they're just a level farther away. So it's a little slower of a, um, <laughs> dissemination sense. of information. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We actually and, go, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, we first. actually, uh, we, we acronymed our, 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 our team is what I call them. Right. So yeah. we call them mountain glass, uh, which stands for the masters, <laughs> teachers, guides, loved ones, angel, self, and source. Oh, um, I love that. Thank you. And it, you know, I, I for a while there, I was like, I could kind of tell this, uh, and it's like, this you can't energetic... see them like glass, but they're there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. And, so cool. <laughs> and then you think of like the mountaintop. Cause they're like, Oh, they're at such a higher level, you know, as far as like frequency and energy, energy and, and vibration. Right. And, yeah. and so, but not to be, not to, not to think that you can't get there. And that's the, that's the part, you know, it's like anybody, anybody can learn to climb that mountain. So anyway, yeah. that was kind of how, you know, I kind of came up with that terminology, but, or acronym. And I, I always felt like, uh, you could still kind of tell the, uh, difference, uh, in, in how their energy is right. Some had kind of more of this like old wise man, you know, kind of feeling to it. Yes. Um, yes. some had this real soft and gentle, some speak really, really quickly. And like all of a sudden you receive it like super fast. Wait, have you opened, are you starting to do your own records reading now or something? <laughs> like, oh. How do you know all this? <laughs> uh, su surprise. Uh, I actually She's started actually, channeling. Yeah. Been using <laughs> oh, this guy, <laughs> yes, perfect. There it is. which is, uh, I just held up a book, how to read the Akashic records by <laughs> Linda Howie. Just 
for, for our listeners that are not watching on YouTube, but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's been diving into that a little yeah. bit. Oh, good. I know. So great. Exciting. Yay. I know. <laughs> and I forget the, the last time we talked, I was, I was really towards that, you know, beginning stages of my, of my journey and a lot of the things that I was yeah. going through at that point. So, and you helped a lot. So thank you so much for Aww. meeting with me that day. So I'm I'm like giving like, you know, that like little weepy eye, um, (laughs) emoji. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, tell us how were you first introduced to the Akashic records? Uh, so I actually had a girlfriend of mine who, um, we ended up such a random thing. Um, I went to Bali with a friend of mine. We did like a trip we have the same birth year so for our 40th birthday we decided we were going to go to Bali um and on that trip uh we got it through a Groupon because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a budget girl um so we went and there was another couple that was on this trip with us and the girl I just really connected with her and um it lo and behold uh they had like the same travel dates and they were staying in the same hotels and we literally met up with them the first night we were there. We had dinner with them. We, they spent a lot of nights on their own and we spent a lot of days on our own. But then we did a few things throughout our week there, seven days, 10 days there together. So we kind of formed this little like travel bond. Well, lo and behold, they live only about 20 miles from me. So I ended up staying in good connection with her Wow. Um, after the trip and would have lunches and all of a sudden these lunches started talking about like all the spiritual stuff and crystals and yoga. And then she started bringing up, do you know what the Akashic records are? And I was like, and you know, we were talking psychics and mediums and we were just totally both into all this stuff, fascinated by it. And she's been into it like much more deeply and longer than I had. And she's like, if you haven't heard of the Akashic, she's like, I've got this lady. She's wonderful. You have to go see her. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll look into it and see what it's all about. So she gave me the um, uh, Akashic Record Readers website and I kind of read a little bit about it online, just looked up and saw what it was. And it really didn't hit, it didn't resonate. And that's okay because it doesn't always resonate. It resonates when it's supposed to, not Mm -hmm. when it's necessarily brought initially to you. And so probably like two or three months later, I was just kind of like, I'm sure the little droplet of energetic information passed like, Hey, you need to look into this again. Maybe you should do it. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll do one of these readings. So I reached out to her and I scheduled a reading and I think she does most of them. Like I do over zoom or whatnot. Um, and she's like, would you like to do it over zoom or in person? And she was just again, like 10 miles away in downtown LA. And so I ended up going and doing it with her on her rooftop of her condo and the sun was setting and it was a beautiful sunset and the warm summer breeze. And it was such, and as soon as she started the prayer, like I just whoosh, I got this, like, Oh, I I didn't know what it was. I was just like, Whoa, what was that? And it was just like this energetic, like waterfall. Like I literally felt like I was like out of body Um, or at least I I didn't feel like I was in body, you know, when you feel the weight of your own body, I could not feel the weight of my Mm. own body. I was, uh, like a light as a feather kind of thing, 
but I didn't know what that was. Like I didn't have any words for it. It, the only thing I could think of, uh, comparing it to and how I described it was being lightheaded. Mm. Um, but I think it was more than that. I was lightheaded, light bodied, light, light. Like I was, just, yeah. yeah, I was being flooded with light. Right. And so after the reading, um, I, I had walked out to my car and I'm like, I felt wobbly on my feet. I got in my car and I'm like, I can't drive. Like, I just, I feel so lightheaded. Like I just, yeah. I didn't know, you know, it almost felt like a buzz, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like a buzz of alcohol. It was like a buzz of light energy. It was so cool. And again, I can explain it now, but I didn't really understand it then. Um, and so after that reading, um, it was, it, there was a lot of vagueness to it, but it was exactly what I needed. And, you know, it was basically just kind of keep on the path of what you're doing right now. Um, and then eventually, uh, we, a couple months later, we ended up in quarantine and because of a pandemic and, uh, mm-hmm. I kept doing more of what I was doing, like a lot of meditating, a lot of yoga, and I just kept getting more and more messages. And um, I just kind of kept going with the messages I was receiving because I was excited about it. And um, then uh, summer of 2020, um, I had another reading and that was when I was told that I should be doing this. If it was something that I wanted to pursue or go towards, like it was almost like a, a gift. And the way the woman explained it, it was like a, a sacred gift that I was kind of given based on all the work that I had done. And I was like, well, gosh, if I guess I better do something with this <laughs> being gifted it. So then I reached out to the woman who read my Akashic records and I told, um, kind of told her what I was looking for. And I'm like, Hey, what do I do? How do I get started? Like, where, where do I start? You know, can you just give me a point me in the direction? And she's like, well, I was actually in the process of like starting my own school and like mentorship, but it, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it's just not really come to fruition, but she's like, I'll just mentor you. And I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. So she, you know, kind of set me in the right direction. And when I came up with questions or when I came up with challenges, um, it was just nice to have somebody to reach out to who could confirm kind of what was going on or kind of give me like thumbs up or cheer me on um, and kind of explain something. So I would say that came more uh, when I started working with clients, like you know, the very first difficult reading that I had, um, where, uh, the person that I was reading didn't like the messages they were receiving Mm -hmm. and kind of became, um, a little hostile. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I just handled it as best as I could, you know, I'm sorry if this, if you're not getting what you want or what you thought you needed out of this, I'm happy to refund your money. Please don't pay me. Like I, find somebody else that maybe resonates and works you want to work with more like I I I I want you to feel good coming out of this and if that's not how you're feeling like we can just stop now and um you know I please don't pay me anything you know because she was like well what can I pay you because I I think I'm just done and I'm like no 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 don't pay me so it was just a very Um, I had not had that kind of response or reaction Mm -hmm. that was the first and so 
having her to reach out to, to kind of, Hey, this just happened. What have you ever had? She's like, Oh yeah, it happens sometimes. Sometimes people aren't ready to hear the messages that they need to hear. But she's like, sometimes those, those clients end up coming back three or six months later and say, you were absolutely right. And they end up being your most loyal clients. And sometimes they never come back and never hear from them again. So, you know, it was just nice to have when I had some kind of, uh, challenging experiences with clients or with readings that she could kind of just offer some mentorship along that in that area um yeah but yeah I try I also tried not to bother her too much (laughs) (laughs) it was only like oh my gosh like big I need I need some help this is just what happened so um but she's great yeah I can imagine really lucky I can imagine that some of the information can be somewhat triggering if a person is not totally prepared for. Yeah. Uh, Yes. I really, the funny thing is too, is that, um, so we were talking about Thomas Miller and how we met through his, um, podcast on astrology podcast, but he's also a, um, um, book narrator mm-hmm. yeah. and one of the books that he's narrated that he talks about a lot on the podcast is levels of energy mm-hmm. and um I don't know if either of you have read that but it's I'm in the process of kind of listening to it right now and I'm just like it's kind of like mind-blowing every chapter is like or you get just even a phrase of information you're like oh my gosh that makes so much sense <laughs> but um it's also you know where their energy is or where their kind of operating from and then you're trying to kind of give them this high level like loving loving messages and like that doesn't really resonate with Mm -hmm. the energy that they exist in I guess and so they want to reject it Mm -hmm. um and I think that's maybe kind of part of it uh at least maybe in that situation because a lot of her messages were gosh, we need to just get to a baseline of like, you got to like yourself before we can look yeah. at even helping other people. Cause you can't, you can't operate from an empty cup to go out and support others. So, and just like even hearing like if the word self-love was a huge trigger for her, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so. makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you do sometimes receive the messages when you're not ready to help get you ready. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like you were perfectly aligned in synchronicities across the board to get you where you needed to go. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and to start down this course of assisting others and, and helping them. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm willing to bet that she, she heard you, she didn't want to hear you, you know, yeah. and, and it probably still impacted her and, and assisted her in those ways. Right. So, and I know. also think about it, you know, it was, uh, one of my first client, I mean, she was probably it, somewhere in like, I had done like 30 or 35 readings for other people at that point. Um, and my delivery, not that it was a bad delivery, but, uh, just, uh, explaining it maybe in a better way or a different way, like realizing, because I could tell right away the, the, right when the reading kind of started taking a shift, I could feel it and I could tell. And I was just like, 
how do I kind of correct course? And I was trying to correct course and they were trying to help me correct course. And I think if like now, I think I could do a better job of that just because of experience. my experience through it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It makes me question though, like how much of the information was wanting or source was wanting you to stay on the course rather than. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it was just a, you know, sometimes you can say the same thing in three different ways and it'll be heard one way, but not the other two. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Beautifully put. So I'm like, maybe I just said it two ways, but I needed to say it the third. And now I can figure out what that third way is because I've, (laughs) Yeah. So always because you have to also remember like yeah. some of the information that I get is very conceptual and then I've got to put it into words and our words and so, are limited. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Give me a minute. And of course you don't want to like waste time thinking of how to say something, but then you've got to like figure out how to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, when, when reading the Akashic records and, and, and especially when beginning to learn it and Carrie kind of pointed out that, you know, I've even dipped into the toes of, of trying or dipped my toes into trying to, you know, access the Akashic records myself, uh, with guidance of a book and, and prayers and things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I find that it can be very impactful for those that, uh, do access the Akashic records. So I'm curious, like, how has it impacted your life? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So, and I think I really want to impart this to everybody too, is that anyone can open their Akashic records. Some people do the, like the book that Carrie um, held up is that um, some people do try it and, you know, the messages from the universe and from our sources and guides, uh, they are, uh, they're very subtle and sometimes people are trying to do their own records and then looking for like literally somebody talking in their ear and telling them, you know, so it's, um, but anyone can do it. You just have to kind of trust the messages that you're getting and trust the information that's coming through. Um, that book is really helpful because it gives you different, um, uh, what's the word when it kind of like to test like so one of the things that I did I I felt really confident in what I was doing at first but I was like well let me just test this so like I would go I would open my own records for like the first couple of months and I would have questions and what I would do is I would look at these questions and I would answer them myself and then I would go into the records and I would ask them and the answer was different sometimes very similar but different and so much more loving Mm. and then I was like oh I never would have answered it that way you know so then that's how you know that like it's so you can kind of like figure out like that's what I love about that book is it gives you the opportunity to actually test and figure out if you are in the records are you getting this information Mm. but as far as the um what I've experienced from it um I mean so much peace Mm. um the, and I would say doing readings for other people has, um, the messages that they get has helped me learn, um, because they have questions that I don't have. And so they are getting answers that I wouldn't 
get. Um, so I feel like I get um, such a larger uh, rounded understanding of the universe mm. um, through working with others. But um, so the records, when you're open to them or open in them, um, like I mentioned, it's almost like a, a beam of energetic light coming through you and into your energy center that resonates with that same level. Um, and so with that, you're getting like energetic healing. Um, and so I've, I've through answers that I get um, with questions, through readings with other people, through just the energy flowing through me, I have found a, an immense amount of peace that I just did not have before. Um, and it's really, I, I, through that peace is also much more joy um, and pleasure in just the simple things in life. Um, like I get pleasure sitting in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shira. <laughs> I haven't mastered that one yet. Just so we're clear. So, uh, you know, it's like you're sitting in traffic, you get to put on some cool music or you get to put on some, a cool podcast and you just get to be in your own energy and in your own space. I'm like, okay, well, we're not in a hurry. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to be, and I'm going to point out all the things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful I'm sitting in this car and I'm not broken down on the side of the road. I'm grateful I'm not in that accident that's causing this traffic, you know? And it's just like, it, I think about all the things that I haven't had to experience. Like I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful, you know? And it's just like, so when you're sitting in traffic and you feel your <laughs> vibration going, just like stop and be like, no, I am so blessed. I am so mm. grateful. Like I'll look at the sky and be like, look at the beautiful sunshine. Look at this beautiful sunset. Like look at all these beautiful souls on the road. We're just out here just doing it together. You know, it just, I don't know. It gets silly, that. but yeah, no, it, it's great. <laughs> You want to hear something <laughs> ironic is, uh, that you brought up the, the traffic one with, and with me here. So I, the last time I sat in traffic and I was getting a little irritated, I did decide to listen to a podcast in my car. And the episode I listened to was actually the Thomas Miller and you, oh, so no. <laughs> I was literally leaving town to go visit my parents. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. And I was like, okay, okay. Center, 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 you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I ended up playing. So that's, that's pretty cool. There's no coincidences. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's actually the episode that prompted me to invite you on too. So oh, yay. I love that. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say so like, yes, high vibrational podcasts, there's some times where I'll be driving and I'll be listening to like, like yours and Thomas's and I'll listen to some of these podcasts and like, I'll literally feel like I'm floating out of my body. Like I'll feel weightless again. I'll feel like a feather. Like I'm just like, Whoa. And I'm just like, here's the Akashic records, just lifting me and floating me up. And you realize like we're three dimensional beings, but we're spiritual beings. And like, 
and we can go really into yes. it and like how oh, yeah. how real is this reality because <laughs> yeah. I start like am I actually holding on to this wheel because yeah. I don't feel my hands right now you know? <laughs> I mean technically you're not touching it at all because there's right. still an atom in between your yeah. hands and the steering wheel oh sure. my god sure. <laughs> <laughs> And, we're and, all just air for the most part anyway yeah, right yeah. yeah and water you know just the it's, elements yeah. <laughs> this, is <true. laughs> this is very true what would you say uh has been like one of the more profound pieces of information that that you've received you know even, even if it's personal or for somebody else which I guess it does impact um, you as well but so I would say it's more of an understanding than inform than a piece of information and mm. The understanding, and this is going to be, I feel like it's, you know, sometimes you hear somebody talk, like for instance, Stephen Hawking, they talk about something that's so big, it becomes like unfathomable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so I feel like the understanding I have is kind of like that. So it's kind of hard to put it into words, but, um, you know, we're here living this incarnation and it's, and it's really important to us and everything that we're experiencing is so important to us all the time because we're here and we're experiencing it. And like, this is all we know right now, because this is what we know where we kind of like, when we inhabit this body, we can only access what this body knows. Um, but when you're able to access the records and able to access like how much bigger like our existence is uh it really kind of puts this lifetime into perspective um so like for instance uh you know when I talk to a client who really wants to get pregnant and they're having a hard time or they can't even find a boyfriend and like how am I gonna have babies I can't Mm -hmm. even find a boyfriend and you know more than anything than like fortune or future telling them about their kids and their, and their like future husband or wife or whatever. It's more about, but what if you didn't have kids? Like, it'd be okay. Like, this isn't, this isn't the end all be all for you and your soul. Like you have thousands of more lives to live. Like it's not, you don't just get one chance. It is not YOLO. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then like trying to impart that because of the way that I understand, like I can say it, but to like feel it and understand it from a knowingness is hard to impart through words. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I just hear living without regrets. Like you, you I mean, don't there, there's nothing to be out because you have other lives to live too. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is in one lifetime, you can't experience everything there is to experience. Yes. So that's why we like to come back because we want to experience other things. People are like, why do we come here? I hate it here. I don't, why do we keep (laughs) it? Well, if you were living in the same existence all the time, you'd get bored and you would want a new, new experience. And so we get to come here and we get new experiences and new lessons and new. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I talk about, um, uh, having joy and pleasure in the smallest things, because it's like, 
like taking a bath and just feeling the water on your skin or being out in the air and it's cold out. Right. But feeling that cold air on your face. And I'm like, I'm feeling this, you know, like it's when you're, um, not incarnated, you don't have skin. So you don't get to feel that kind of thing. Yeah. You know it, but you don't feel it. And so it's like really enjoying all the five senses that we have in this incarnated body. Um, yeah, that's what I mean by like pleasure. But I think that's one of the coolest things that I've been imparted is that, you know, say, I, you know, I'm 45, almost 46, say I don't make it to 47. Well, I, that's okay. I've lived a good full life for me and I'll just come back. Like, I'm not scared of like not having a full life or leaving things upended. Like I trust mm-hmm. that the universe is, I, I'm leaving when I, I'm here when I'm supposed to be, I'm going to leave when I'm supposed to leave. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. And I'll come back if I want, you know, and I'll experience, I can experience this one again, if I want, like, I think that, uh, so with that, I think the biggest lesson or the biggest message is worry less. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And don't wait. You don't have to wait until X, Y, and Z to be happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start just like that. Yeah just appreciating what's in the now moment and connecting with that. Well, that's all that matters is right now anyway. Yeah. Because there's really, that's all that actually exists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's always, so the, the so I hope I was able to take like this big grand, uh, (laughs) understanding and impart it clearly Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Effectively, I don't know. I always feel like it's it, that's my biggest challenge. Is I'm like, I don't feel like I can communicate like effectively enough. Like I feel like there's more to say. <laughs> well, I, you know, we're we're kind of like at this era where we are at the forefront of bringing these uh, old modalities yeah. to people's awareness, and so it's understandable why we may not have the words to verbalize. Um, you know, complete understanding of it all. Cause we're still learning ourselves, but yeah. And, and we're trying uh, to speaking of, uh, sorry, go ahead. You... Oh no, no, no. I, I was I just going to say, say like, blooper <laughs> 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 <Okay>, real. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say that I, I feel like we're, you know, the words and the way we communicate and the language that we're using is, is a human uh, condition in, in yes. the sense that it's a limitation because yes. we're, we're not just the physical human beings. And so the things that we're accessing and tapping into and that you're learning and receiving information on, it expands so much greater than this human earth bound form. Right. Yeah. And so, so there might and then not you have to be convert words. it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a translator at that point. Yes. <laughs> An Oracle. <laughs> That's exactly. basically what oracles are, right? That's true. But, um, oh, I was going to say in regards to, um, going back to modalities and things that have existed for a long time that we're kind of going back to. That's also one of the things about the Akashic records is that they 
have been referenced in many cultures and many religions throughout time. Um, so uh, I think it's, oh, I'm totally gonna screw this up, but there's a religion, I wanna say it's Judaism that calls it the book of life. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's like, gosh, now I'm totally blanking on it. Um, the tablet of remembrances. Um, there's just different, different cultures call it different things, but it's all the Akashic records. But mm-hmm. if you ask the records, what they call themselves, um, they call themselves the Akasha. They are the Akasha. They mm-hmm. are the primordial substance. Oh, that's cool. So I wanted to, uh, maybe gain some better understanding how the records can be used. So it's not just looking backwards at past lifetimes and lessons that you're trying to remember, but they, from my understanding, you can also use them to assist yourself in creating manifesting and healing as well. Yeah. So I think, um, well, again, when we open the records, we are getting, um, kind of that flood of light energy from the records, that messaging, like that, that light telephone pole that or telephone cord. Um, and so if I open the records for a client, that energy is not only going to me, but it's also, I mean, we are connected. So it's going to them and then through us as well. It's almost like a triangle of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's, healing that comes just from being in the records. And I'll say there's some times where, um, I don't really have any questions for the records. I don't have a reason to go there other than I just want to open them and sit in that energy and just let them either give me messages they want to give me, or just let them flow healing Akashic record energy Mm -hmm. through me. Um, so yeah, the, and then there's, so there's not only the light energy or the light healing that comes, but the messages you receive, um, are also healing in some way because they can provide an understanding, a greater understanding of a situation, um, so that you can move forward. You can, um, move past an issue or a situation. So I'll give you an example. Um, when I first started reading my own records, uh, when I first started, one of the questions that I had was in regards to a relationship that, um, was not positive. I try to not put labels on it. I try to not like before, before I had the understanding, I was labeling him with diagnoses. <laughs> we'll just say that <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore because I kind of have a better understanding of why that relationship was for me and what it did for me and like the process of it. Um, and through getting those answers and asking the questions about the relationship, it healed like, um, you know, and it healed the cord. So, um, I didn't even need to cut the cord because the cord was healed. Mm. So, um, I no longer have like resentment or anger or frustration or disappointment towards that individual. I understand it. And I have the cord is healed. I didn't even have Mm. to cut it. 
that's really, really powerful. And, and you touched on something that, you know, Carrie and I had an episode about when we discussed, uh, cord cutting sessions, right. And, and how, if you use cord cutting sessions in the sense that you're sending somebody something, uh, negative, right. Uh, while doing this, it, it does reattach itself back to you. And that, that causes that non-healing portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also while you were explaining that, you know, uh, it dawned on me that as you're tapping into the Akashic records, even if you're just sitting in that state of awareness and not actually asking any questions, you're opening yeah. yourself to receive much higher vibrational, uh, information into your body. And that in itself can be a healing power. So yeah, that's pretty fantastic. And thanks yeah. for sharing that. So I'll, I'll tell you, um, sometimes I like to do it just at night and I'll, I'll open them and I'll, um, just kind of go to sleep with them open. It's like, cue me oh, through my nice. sleep. Um, but there was, uh, there was one time, um, I did an ayahuasca ceremony just for the sake of like, I, I really honestly, because I have done so much work in the records, I didn't feel like I had like trauma to heal. I feel like a lot of people go to plant medicine for healing. And I didn't really feel like I had healing, but like needed that. But I also, I just wanted to go experience, but see if it could like maybe help me even raise my vibration higher. Like that was, I was like, well, I want to try it. I want to see, see what messages it has for me. Um, but as I was in the, um, experience before we got started, I was kind of starting, uh, get a little overwhelmed. There was a lot of smells cause they're doing a lot of like saging and a lot of incense. And it was like really overwhelming. We were in a room that was kind of close, like contained. Um, and I, I just was like, and hearing other people too in the room and like kind of their stories. I was like, Oh my gosh, there's a lot of trauma in this room. Like yeah. I, I'm going to be kind of collecting their stuff as it's releasing Mm. and so I ended up just opening my records prior to taking the ayahuasca and the messages that I was getting then were like well your experience isn't going to be as intense and I'm like that's okay I just want to feel protected (laughs) is it okay that I'm open to you while I'm here and they're like it's okay you're just going to have a different type of experience it's going to be not as intense and I'm like it's my first time I'm happy going and just playing in the, the shallow end. I'm fine with that. And so, you know, I, and it just helped me feel more, um, safe and relaxed going into that experience. I just felt protected and I felt like I had a direct line of communication towards to my guides. And then when I started getting messages from mother Aya, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I felt safe receiving them. I felt safe through all of like the kind of the not so good feeling that you get whenever you take it. Um, I didn't end up purging, but I did have nausea, but I felt safe because I was like, Mm. I'm protected. I'm, you know, I'm in my records. They're with me. They told me they're with me and I'm safe, you know? So um, that was another instance. I try not to just utilize them, uh, I don't know. Like when I need them, you know, it's like, 
oh, I need you. Come help me, you know? But I guess they're kind of there for that. But I, I you know. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah that makes <laughs> sense. I, I've heard ayahuasca can be an intense physical experience. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody <laughs> in the room was experiencing purging for the most part. Well, maybe the there was one gentleman, I think, that didn't um, experience it the first night, but he was like, I definitely did the next two nights. And, um, and maybe it would, I probably would have felt better if I did purge, but, (laughs) 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 but I never got to that level of like, I'm so nauseous. I have to throw up. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that experience with us. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was curious this this question popped up, uh, right before we, we hopped on, but, um, I, I was wondering, are the Akashic records, uh, for individuals or are there also records for say like a group of people say like, you know, like a country or like an, you know, a ethnic group or, you know, government or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I would say, um, well, so records are like the storehouse of information, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so anything that creates energy is, Mm. it's storing that information. So plants have records, businesses have records, pets have records, um, because their energy and that energy is being stored. Um, in regards to countries and governments, yes, their, their documents and their, um, ideas and all of that, that's being stored. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, they each have their birth charts too in astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to call the, the Akashic records, like the, the worldwide consciousness instead of the worldwide web. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah consciousness the worldwide consciousness is like a little too small I feel like true because it only it's even bigger yeah universal wide right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's too funny so so how can people you know begin to open themselves uh, into their own records. Like what advice do you have for those that want to get started in that? Well, the book that Carrie held up was, um, my start with it. That's where my mentor directed me to. Um, I started utilizing that and I followed all of the, like the, um, suggestions kind of to a T as far as like, making sure you do the meditation, making sure you're grounding yourself, making sure you're protecting yourself. Um, and really feeling like I was in a good energetic place before, uh, saying the prayer to open up the records. Um, and, and there would be times where I would like rush that process. Um, I remember trying to see if I could like rush it and get it done more quickly so that I could just get in there faster. And the connection when I did that was really weak and I wasn't really getting very strong messages. And they're like, and this is what happens when you rush it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I kind of followed the, the recipe in the book kind of to a T. And then 
the most important thing is to trust, trust the messages that you're receiving. Um, I know when I first opened my records, I think they were just so, ex and I, tell me if you experienced this as well, but they were so ecstatic that I was there that it was just like, I, I felt like I was just getting a round of applause and saying, we're so glad yes. you're here. We're so proud of you. Yes. Like that's all I heard for like the first two or three times for the most part. They're like, you made Yay! it. <laughs> it gives me like tears even saying it. Cause it was like, literally like you crossed the finish line. Like you succeeded in doing something like, like you, we've been directing you here for this many years and you finally got here. And, you know, so like that's kind of, so if you're expecting something more the first go round, like it, it really, it's just like, like kind of loving, like cheering you on, like, yeah, you did it. You're here. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, love that. I don't think they want to like flood you with too much at first. Cause they're like, you kind of have to get used to it maybe mm -hmm. get used to the energy, get used to how the messages come through. But just like, if you feel like you're just getting an overmount, overwhelming amount of like loving, like, messages coming through um like I think some of my first questions were like what information do you have for me and it was just like oh, we're just so proud of you <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what which is interesting no, I mean, like real messages they're like yeah oh, we're so proud yeah <laughs> that's the it's most important <laughs> all I've been wanting to say to you since we since you first joined our our zoom like I've just, I don't know why I was like, is that weird? Like we, we've only met once. Why is it that I keep wanting to tell her I'm so proud of you right now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All I don't right. know, you see my eyes, like I'm totally Aww. welling up. I'm just like, oh. I love that. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, um, you began offering sessions just a couple of years ago, you've had, you know, numerous clients come through. So yeah. can you share with, uh, the listeners what to expect during a session? Yeah. So like I mentioned, um, prior to like opening the records, um, or prior to getting on the call, I prepare my space, you know, I light a white candle. I, you know, clean with clean myself and my space with sage and Pel Santo and I meditate. And so there's almost like a 30 to 45 minute kind of preparation mm -hmm. prior to getting on the call. And then once we um, get together, either in person or over Zoom, um, we open the records by saying a prayer. And then um, oftentimes when I'm saying the prayer, I'll start getting messages then, or I'll start getting symbols or visuals. Um, and I'll kind of communicate what I got during the prayer. Maybe I'll communicate information that I got even during my meditation, which sometimes I do. Um, and then uh, we go into like questions and uh, that they have for the records. And um, prior to getting on the call, prior to opening the Zoom, I have, uh, after doing that whole meditation, I am directed to Oracle cards. So I pull Oracle cards. And I'll have those in front of me. So during the reading, throughout the question and answer time, um, I'll get messages directly from the records. And sometimes they'll say, you have a card for that, or it's this card, or my vision or my attention gets directed to a specific card. And so, um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the process of it. And then 
as the call wraps up, they usually go much longer than anybody schedules for because I never gave <laughs> it at the time. But as we start to wrap up, then I have a um, closing prayer that I say that closes the records up. Oh, that's cool. You know, um, that's right. Cause you are also creating your own deck. Uh, you're, yeah. are they going to be Oracle cards? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I don't, uh, tarot. I love, I find it fascinating. I love going onto YouTube and watching tarot readers doing those little pick a card. Me things. Too. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I personally, when I have a deck, a tarot deck, right. I have the rider weight. That was my first mm-hmm. deck I ever got. I cannot resonate with in it. And I think it's just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't resonate with tarot. I do mm-hmm. when somebody else is doing it, but not when I am doing it. Um, and I remember being pretty disappointed because I'm like super into the crystals and the pendulums and all of these <laughs> things. And, um, and so when I got that first deck, I was just like, Oh, it's not working. I don't like this. And so I finally, it almost took me like a year to finally decide to try an Oracle deck, which I didn't really understand what they were, but I think I was watching a tarot reader and she had an Oracle deck and I'm like, Ooh, I like those cards. There are crystals on them because of course I'm a crystal person. So I ended up getting that deck and that kind of really propelled me really quickly into, um, uh, I don't know, being more connected to messages from higher sources. That was kind of my first real getting messages. I'm so sorry. You guys asked me not to have my dog in the room and now he's being a total pain. Oh no, I'm gonna no put worries. Yeah, He's welcome. No worries. We, we all have the oh. fur babes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you how many times mine have barked in the background. So yeah, I'm totally surprised fine. mine hasn't yet. So it's okay. <laughs> I keep hovering over the mute button just in case. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying he was really good for like almost this whole time he was laying at my feet and then all of a sudden he was like scratching at the door and then he was scratching at that door and then uh you also uh, speaking of being uh crystal lady you also create the what are, I, I can't remember what they're called like the sacred, yes yes the yes. crystal grid so, cool. um that was kind of actually where I first started before the Akashic Records I feel like playing in that space kind of propelled me faster but um my girlfriend who introduced me to Akashic Records also asked me if I knew what crystal grids were she had showed me one that she had made previously I thought it was beautiful and then I didn't think about it again for two years and um during quarantine I was after yoga I'm sitting there in a meditation and like crystal grids just like visuals of them just started popping into my head and I contacted her the next day. I'm like, Hey, I just, I think we're supposed to be doing these together. What do you think? She's like, I've been asking the universe to send me a partner to help get this started. So we did that for a while together. Um, I love creating them. It's so fun. Um, how are those used? Uh, so crystals have an energy, right? They all have their different properties. Uh, but when you set them up into a grid uh with sacred geometry it just amplifies the power of the crystals even more so if you have one crystal you've got like a little bit of energy but then you put two crystals together you put them in like a star a starburst shape or you set them on the flower of life or the sri yantra and you're just basically um 
uh, what's it called? Multiplying, expanding mm-hmm. the energy mm-hmm. to be even bigger than that single crystal. Um, so yeah, you're just multiplying the energy and they're really pretty and they make your space feel really good. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I have tons of them in my office myself and <laughs> oh, yeah. lined up. They're all over my desk. I've got them positioned very specifically. I feel like they kind yes. of landed where they're supposed to land to just be my yep. protective barrier when I'm working. You're right? Surrounded. So, yeah. <laughs> surrounded. It's amazing. So, um, just about the, the Oracle deck, I totally resonated with what you said. I think mm-hmm. Carrie does too. We've had, yeah. <laughs> we've had a lot of conversations about the tarot versus Oracle and a majority of our, of our decks are Oracles. Um, yeah. it, so I'm really excited. Uh, when do you think you'll be, you know, introducing us to your own Oracle deck? So, and again, this was another thing that was kind of, I, I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of ideas. I get a lot of everything when I'm in meditation. So this came to me in a meditation, I think in January. And it wasn't just like, Hey, you're going to do an Oracle deck. It was like, here's all the cards. Oh, wow. Here's yeah. Here's what it's going to be called. And I just like, I, I didn't even wait for my meditation to be over. I'm like, I got to get up and start writing this all down, you know? So I'm just like writing it down. So I have all of that, but now it's just a matter of writing up the cards. And I have a girlfriend of mine who has agreed to do the art for it. And, um, yeah, so she loves playing in this space too. And when I asked her, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, you know, cause she's, she loves doing art, but it actually gives her kind of an, uh, direction for the art mm-hmm. and a purpose for it too. So it's really exciting to be able to do, cause I'm not an artist. I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> I'll throw my hands up and say, I'm leaving this to you. I just kind of <laughs> gave her the color wheel and I'm like, here's the color wheel I'd like to work with. And she's like, yeah, I can work with that. So that's magical. Very cool. Yeah. That's so magical. it's just a matter of writing up the cards. Like, uh, I think I have, I think I have 10 or 12 of them written and the list of like the number of cards is, and I'll probably end up editing it down. Cause I have like 74 Oh wow! and I'll probably end up being less than that. Maybe. So I'm like a sixth of the way there. <laughs> Hey, that's great progress <laughs> started. That's all that yes. matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, a... And I, you know, I, I feel like it's one of these things too, where you have to work with like when I have the energy and when I have like the inspiration and I've, I've got like a download of like, here's what's going to happen in this card. Cause again, I have my own nine to five job. I do Akashic records readings. I've got personal life and a dog to take care of. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying not to force it and push it. Cause the, you know, the, yeah. you could sit down and say, I'm going to do, I'm going to hammer out 10 cards on a Saturday. I could totally do that, but I just don't feel like that's how I'm supposed to work. That makes sense. That yeah. totally makes I, sense. I'm a, I'm a generator. I work with my energy. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> well, well, speaking of working with you, um, you know, let us and in, in your audience in our audience and know like how can they reach you? How can they work with you? How can they yeah. book a session with you? Well, hopefully you'll put in the show notes Absolutely, the website, yes. <laughs> which is uh the akashayana.com. Um yeah, that was another thing that popped in during meditation. But uh so it's the Akasha, which is what the Akashic records are, and then Yana, Yana is um in Buddhism means like path or journey. So it's basically your Akashic records journey. That's where I came up with that name. So it's big Yana.com. 
And same thing on Instagram. It's just at the Akashiana. And you can book uh, readings on that site. You can reach out to me or email me from that site. You can, there's a frequently asked questions um, section. So if there's, if you don't really even know what to ask, there's a whole list of example questions that you can work from. That's helpful. Um, or maybe they'll at least trigger some ideas for you. You're like, oh, that's a good question, but I think I want to ask it this actually. So that's really helpful. Yes. And we will absolutely link those down below in the show notes and you can check her out again on Instagram at the Akashiana and at her website at www.theakashiana.com. So Carolyn, this has been a amazing conversation. Very insightful. Uh, thank it's you so, good so much. <laughs> we, we have one final question that we like to ask all of our guests. So yeah. for the audience, will you let us know what does self-love mean to you? Oh, um, acceptance of yourself where you are right now. Yes. Acceptance. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm actually getting a message to show this story. So this is for those who have a hard time accepting. I feel like, uh, people for the most part, they, they like themselves most of the time, mm-hmm. but, but we have a hard time, like accepting parts of our body or parts of our face or that kind of thing. Um, I, I always impart to my girlfriends who, um, struggle, especially with body consciousness or body image. Um, one of the things that really helped me overcome that, uh, is, you know, I look at my girlfriends and I would never, ever, you know, the way we talk to ourselves, we never would talk to anybody else that way. I would never pick out every single little dimple or freckle or wrinkle on anybody. But of course we just pick and pick and pick ourselves apart. So what I do and what I started doing, I did start doing this when I was young to really help me um, accept my own body and my own self. As I started off and I would be in a long, um, a full length mirror and I would just look at myself from the neck down. Um, and I would imagine that that body was not mine. I'm looking at somebody else's body and how would I talk to that person? Like if they were having body consciousness, what would I say to them? what would I point out? How could I speak positively to help them feel good about their body? So basically I'm looking at myself from the neck down as, and speaking to like, if that's my friend's body, if that were my friend's body, what would I say to her? You know? And so, um, I started doing that to myself and I'd be like, Oh, you have really nice shoulders. You have really nice legs. You have really, you know, you're, you're healthy, you're fit and you're happy. It's fine. Like you look great. You look wonderful. And so I would start talking to myself like that. And eventually over time, I no longer kind of had to remove my own face from Mm -hmm. the picture, remove myself from the mirror, because I started accepting like that, that was me. And I, I like myself. I like my body, all the parts, even if I get a little pudgy every once in a while, I still like it. (laughs) I have to share something with you. Um, just for our audience, I, you know, I was, I actually have a, a reel that we were planning to post today on our social media 
with a snippet of this information. So the fact that you were kind of being told to share this uh, story and, and to, you know, I, I gotta let the audience see how this works. Right. So uh, I received a channeled message the other day and I want to read to you what it said. Uh, it said you are spirit first and body second, although they go hand in hand during your physical experience, take care of both align with both and become a united front. Take the time to enjoy the sensations, appreciate even the parts of you, you don't always agree with review each element of your being without fear, judgment, or outside of self concerns, send love to each part of yourself by placing your hands or eyes or mere thought and attention towards that body part and say aloud, I love you and give you peace and acceptance as whole. I love Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Yay. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <Mount> so, <laughs> yeah, right. You're amazing. So I, I, I try to share that with that uh, way of kind of over, I try to share that with all my girlfriends just because I think it's, oh my gosh, it's just so powerful. And it was so helpful. And, you know, and I was doing that before I understood like um, affirmations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, I've been doing this since I was like a teenager or maybe 20, early 20s, just to like, stop. Why are you talking to yourself so bad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And there's an immense amount of healing in that suggestion. I couldn't agree with that more. Just kind of taking a step back and looking at yourself as a third person so that you can truly care for yourself, you know, fully. So yeah. Um, sometimes I will also say too, uh, whether you want to call it affirmations or visualization or creating your own reality, as you continue to say, gosh, my stomach's really flat. Gosh, my legs are really thin. It continues to happen. Manifestation. You are manifesting it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. That is magnificent. I'm going to use that as I head off. For my swimsuit. <laughs> Definitely stand in front of the mirror in your swimsuit and say, I, I got this. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My stomach looks good. My legs look good. My butt it looks good. Like, yeah. looks good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Carolyn, again, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, meet with us today and just for the original connection a couple years ago and the messages that you continue to share with the clients that you work with. It's just a beautiful gift uh, and tool that, again, we can all work to hone our own um, connection as well. But if you just want to um, reach out to Carolyn and connect with her again, we'll have all that link down below. And everyone, we thank you so much for joining us again, as always. Remember to love first, love last, and love always. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Bye ladies. Thank you. Hey, listener, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. 
If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always. Love Always Self Podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.